Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, March 16th. I want to draw your attention to a new podcast that you can listen to, Heartbeat for Israel. The show was hosted by Sharon Sanders, co-founder of Christian Friends of Israel. She has lived in Israel for the past 30 years of building authentic and loving relationships with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Now you can listen to her teachings on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. Just go to one of these podcast platforms and search for Heartbeat for Israel, and you will find the program there. She brings a unique and much-needed perspective to the table. Here are some of the titles of her teachings. What is the missing link in our faith? Buried in the sands of time. The Jewishness of Jesus. Jerusalem. The throne of the Lord. The red-letter words of Jesus, the call of Ruth. We are partners and friends with this ministry. Please tune in each week and listen to Heartbeat for Israel, and soon you will sense a spiritual heartbeat for Israel. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayakel, and it means, And he assembled. Exodus 39, 1-43 Of the blue, purple, and crimson yarns, they also made the service vestments for officiating in the sanctuary. They made Aaron's sacral vestments, as Hashem had commanded Moses. The ephod was made of gold, blue, purple, and crimson yarns and fine twisted linen. They hammered out sheets of gold and cut threads to be worked into designs among the blue, the purple, and the crimson yarns and the fine linen. They made for it attaching shoulder pieces. They were attached at its two ends. The decorated band that was upon it was made like it, of one piece with it, of gold, blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and fine twisted linen, as Hashem had commanded Moses. They bordered the lazuli stones with frames of gold, engraved with seal engravings of the names of the sons of Israel. They were set on the shoulder pieces of the ephod, as stones of remembrance for the Israelites, as Hashem had commanded Moses. The breastpiece was made in the style of the ephod, of gold, blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and fine twisted linen. It was square. They made the breastpiece doubled, a zeret in length and a zeret in width, doubled. They set in it four rows of stones. The first row was a row of carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald. The second row, 
a turquoise, a sapphire, and an amethyst. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and a crystal. And the fourth row, a beryl, a lapis lazuli, and a jasper. They were encircled in their mountings with frames of gold. The stones corresponded in number to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve corresponding to their names, engraved like seals, each with its name for the twelve tribes. On the breastpiece they made braided chains of corded work in pure gold. They made two frames of gold and two rings of gold, and fastened the two rings at the two ends of the breastpiece, attaching the two golden cords to the two rings at the ends of the breastpiece. They then fastened the two ends of the cords to the two frames, attaching them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front. They made two rings of gold and attached them to the two ends of the breastpiece at its inner edge, which faced the ephod. They made two other rings of gold and fastened them on the front of the ephod, low on the two shoulder pieces, close to its seam above the decorated band. The breastpiece was held in place by a cord of blue from its rings to the rings of the ephod, so that the breastpiece rested on the decorated band and did not come loose from the ephod, as Hashem had commanded Moses. The robe for the ephod was made of woven work of pure blue. The opening of the robe in the middle of it was like the opening of a coat of mail, with a binding around the opening so that it would not tear. On the hem of the robe they made pomegranates of blue, purple, and crimson yarns, twisted. They also made bells of pure gold and attached the bells between the pomegranates, all around the hem of the robe between the pomegranates. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate, all around the hem of the robe for officiating in as Hashem had commanded Moses. They made the tunics of fine linen, of woven work for Aaron and his sons, and the headdress of fine linen, and the decorated turbans of fine linen, and the linen breeches of fine twisted linen, and sashes of fine twisted linen, blue, purple, and crimson yarns, done in embroidery, as Hashem had commanded Moses. They made the frontlet for the holy diadem of pure gold, and incised upon it the seal inscription, Holy to Hashem. They attached to it a cord of blue to fix it upon the headdress above, as Hashem had commanded Moses. Thus was completed all the work of the Mishkan of the Tent of Meeting. The Israelites did so, just as Hashem had commanded Moses, so they did. Then they brought the Mishkan to Moses with the tent, and all its furnishings, its clasps, its planks, its bars, its posts, and its sockets, the covering of tanned ram skins, the covering of dolphin skins, and the curtain for the screen, the aron habrit, and its poles, and the cover, the table, and all its utensils, and the bread of display, the pure menorah, its lamps, lamps in due order, and all its fittings, and the oil for lighting, the altar of gold, the oil for anointing, the aromatic incense, and the screen for the entrance of the tent. 
The copper altar with its copper grating, its poles and all its utensils, and the laver and its stand, the hangings of the enclosure, its posts and its sockets, the screen for the gate of the enclosure, its cords and its pegs, all the furnishings for the service of the Mishkan, the tent of meeting, the service vestments for officiating in the sanctuary, the sacral vestments of Aaron the Kohen, and the vestments of his sons for priestly service. Just as Hashem had commanded Moses, so the Israelites had done all the work. And when Moses saw that they performed all the tasks, as Hashem had commanded, so they had done, Moses blessed them. Luke 2, 1-35 And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, as it was told to them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, 
a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Yeshua to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yes, a sword shall pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Psalm 59, 1-17 Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity, and save me from bloody men. For lo, They lie in wait for my soul. The mighty are gathered against me, not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me and behold. You, therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen. Be not merciful to any wicked transgressors. Selah. They return at evening, they make a noise like a dog, and go round about the city. Behold, they belch out with their mouth, swords are in their lips, for who, say they, does hear? But you, O Lord, shall laugh at them, you shall have all the heathen in derision. Because of his strength will I wait upon you, for God is my defense. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let me see my desire upon my enemies. Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by your power, and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride, and for cursing and lying which they speak. Consume them in wrath, consume them, that they may not be, and let them know that God rules in Jacob unto the ends of the earth. Selah. And at evening let them return, and let them make a noise like a dog, and go round about the city. Let them wander up and down for meat, and grudge if they be not satisfied. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, for you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto you, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Proverbs 11.14 Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. 
I want to speak to you today from our reading from Luke chapter 2. And in this chapter, we see that Mary and Joseph are now going to bring Yeshua to be presented into the temple on the eighth day for circumcision. And so after her days of purification were completed, they were going to bring a sacrifice according to that which is said in the Torah, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now this indicates that they were a very poor couple. Uh, Two turtle doves were not very expensive, and that's what they could afford. So they have an encounter with a man by the name of Simeon, and he was very devout And the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he would not die until he got to lay eyes on the Christ child, on the babe, Yeshua. And so he came into the temple. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And when the parents brought Yeshua, the baby, in to do for him after the custom of the Torah, Simeon took him up in his arms and he blessed God. And he said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. I want to just pause right there and unpack that a little bit. Your salvation. Now, Yeshua in Hebrew means salvation. So by the Spirit, this man immediately recognized that this was no ordinary baby, but that this baby is the Messiah. And the other thing to note is that Simeon is Jewish, and this is happening in the temple in Jerusalem. So even though Mary and Joseph live in Nazareth, they have traveled to Jerusalem and come to the temple and presented their newborn babe son at the temple to dedicate him unto the Lord. And this Jewish man, by the name of Simeon, recognized him and called him out as the Messiah. Let's continue in verse 31. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So notice that he's saying here that Yeshua is going to be a light to the Gentiles, and he is the glory of the people, the nation of Israel. So he's a savior for all of humankind, for Jews and Gentiles, for all humans. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken over Yeshua. So it was a Jewish man in the temple who recognized Yeshua for who he was and prophesied over him that he would be a light to the Gentiles and a glory of the people of Israel. And that what I've just shared, it's taken on a whole new deeper meaning to me because I'm in the land of Israel right now as I speak. I'm in Jerusalem, and there's still the Western Wall. The temple has been destroyed, but the vision and the heart for a restored third temple is very much out there. 
and people go to the Western Wall all the time to pray. It's like an outdoor synagogue. We don't call it the Wailing Wall anymore. We call it the Western Wall, and it's a place of prayer, and it's a holy place. It's what's left of the temple, and God has promised in Ezekiel, in the closing chapters of Ezekiel, that he will, there will be a third temple. So now I want to close with a beautiful worship song, Psalm 73, sung by the sons of Korah. Whom have I in heaven but you? Enjoy and shalom.
from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 